Hey, welcome to Convey Your on Learning and Development. I'm Jason Kelsky, your host. Today, we're going to look at question two in a series on microlearning. And you can find all this information at conveyor.com slash microlearning, where there's our deep dive article and a brief YouTube video that gives a description of all the content here. But we decided to break this up into five separate parts to make it easier for those who may be commuting or just prefer to listen to the information rather than read it. So again, go and visit conveyor.com slash microlearning. So let me give you the five questions that we're addressing in this whole series and then answer question two. And then after I answer question two, I'm going to give you a best practice. So the five questions are, one, what is microlearning? Two, why should you use microlearning? Question three is, where should microlearning be used and who uses microlearning? Question four is, what is the process of developing microlearning? And finally, question five is, what should I look for in a microlearning platform? Today, let's answer question two, why should you use microlearning? If you want the short answer to this question, it's this, YouTube. YouTube is why you need microlearning. And when I say YouTube, there's a lot loaded in that. I could talk about the advance in hardware and how people are on mobile devices on a regular basis. We could also talk about how uh, with a shift toward utility that's taken place since the Industrial Revolution, people need an answer to do a task right now, and they're mostly concerned with doing a job, right? I could speculate about Morpheus talking to Neo and telling him that we're just batteries. Can you picture Neo saying, whoa, right? Um, the point of what I'm saying when I say that YouTube is why you need microlearning is simply this, that YouTube is here and it's here to stay. Not just YouTube, but YouTube, Google, Stack Overflow, um, you know, the list goes on. Wikipedia, people find information online. They're looking for information online on a regular basis. So your clients, your employees, your trainees are already accustomed to searching for and finding facts. Those facts are usually to accomplish a job. So Stefan Toma is the ex-CLO or chief learning officer of Google. And he made this comment. He said, knowledge has always been locked up in heads of people. And finding mechanisms to operate in that world is a key determiner for the success and contribution and impact of learning functions in the future. So what does that mean and what does it have to do with YouTube culture? Well, Stefan's quote really means this. It means, once again, people are looking for answers. They're looking for information. They're not just searching for answers regarding the job that they're on. They're also looking for answers regarding everything. Like we talked about in the last episode, people are looking for solutions to how to change oil. They want to know how to bake at high altitudes, but they also want to know business information. They want to improve in sales or they want to know what SEO integration means. So people are looking for a mechanism to access knowledge. Again, that's why Google, YouTube, Wikipedia, Quora, Stack Overflow, all these different places exist. Now, information is a resource. Stephen Ryan, in one of our previous podcast episodes, he said that information is a commodity. Craig Weiss, the CEO of findanlms.com, he's also said something very similar when, when he said content is a commodity. So let's think about this. If information and content are commodities, and your employees, your clients, your future clients, your trainees, your followers, if they don't have your information, 
they're going to be driven to find information someplace else. And the one who answers their question then becomes the expert while you fade to the background. In other words, you're losing business or efficiency or both if you don't have a streamlined way to get your information to your people. Microlearning helps solve this problem. Microlearning is a way that you can push information to people. Really, you're surfacing your information to two separate groups of people. People who know that they don't know. Those ones go to your microlearning library and they search for solutions. And then you're also surfacing information to people who don't know that they don't know. In this case, you're pushing your microlearning information to them. Both cases, you're giving them information that helps them accomplish a job right now, just in time, and it makes them more productive in what they're doing. And again, they're going to search for information whether you give it to them or whether you don't. If you're seeing maybe a high turnover in people within your business, your company, your departments, potentially it's because they don't have answers that they're looking for. So, if microlearning then is needed, where exactly should it be implemented? And I've kind of already hinted at it just now, but that's what we're going to discuss next week. The best practice is this. Your microlearning content should be easily accessible for your people. Hey, if this information was helpful for you, send us a message, comment, like, share, uh, or go check out a microlearning sample at conveyor.com slash microlearning dash sample. You can also find it on the website of this article, this deep dive, which is conveyor.com slash microlearning. Till next time, happy training. <laughs>